Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Abraham is called the father of faith. Why? Because when he was old and childless, he said, God, I have no child to leave which you have given me. And to that obvious statement of fact, God told this patriarch to lift up his eyes. In Genesis 15, 5, look now toward the heaven. Count the stars if you're able to number them. So shall your descendants be. As starlight filled Abraham's natural eyes, faith filled his heart. And this is what we read in the next verse. Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord credited that faith as righteousness. It didn't matter how long. Every time Abraham looked up at the night skies, he was reminded, the stars are still shining. There's a promise for me. Hello, this is Ken Gurley. Thanks for joining us this week as we look at the greatness of God and what this means to each and every one of us. In the busy week of creation, a single verse of Scripture introduces the stars. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. Just five words to describe the glory of the heaven. He made the stars also. It was Shakespeare that called stars the blessed candles of the night. Longfellow called them the thoughts of God in the heavens. Bailey called them the scriptures of the skies. In God's Word, we see stars used as metaphors or symbols. Princes and rulers were often called stars. The angelic host is referred to as stars. Jesus is spoken of as the star that shall come forth from Jacob. He also is called the bright and the morning star. Some stars are relative constant, fixed, if you will, like the North Star around which all other stars seem to swirl. Some stars are called wandering. Some would say that's future black holes to whom is reserved the blackness of the darkness forever. We are never encouraged in Scripture to chart our destinies by the course of the stars in the heavens. Yet we should take heart and courage from the lesson that God gave to Abraham. God told this father of faith, look now toward the heaven. Look up. I think that is indicative of the glance of faith. Faith always looks up. Anthropos, one whose eyes look upward, that's what humanity is. This upward look is the look of faith. Faith does not look down. Faith does not look back. Faith does not look around. Faith looks up. The object of faith is the one who is high and over all. So I shouldn't have faith in my faith. You shouldn't have faith in your faith. Don't have faith in someone else's faith, but have faith in God. Since the object of our faith is indeed God, we don't live in the land of the couldas and the shouldas and the wouldas. But each and every day we wake up, we journey into the land of beginning again. 
we journey into a countryside of starting over. Faith paints a new and fresh vision upon the canvas of our tomorrows. When Abram left Ur of the Chaldees, he did so in faith. That's what the writer of Hebrews tells us in Hebrews 11 and 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should afterwards receive for an inheritance, he obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whether he went. What an amazing statement that is. Abraham didn't even know where he was going. He didn't know where God would lead him, but he yielded to that upward glance, that upward call. He looked up. I know we're in a technologically superior generation. I know we've seen advancements that really boggle the mind in artificial intelligence, robotics, nanotechnology, and the like. But sometimes I think we miss that profound faith of a day gone by. We look at things when we should look through things. Oh, we may occasionally look up, but we don't see beyond, beyond the trial, beyond the tears, beyond the misunderstanding, beyond the grief and beyond the sorrow and beyond the pain. We get lost in the moment looking at it rather than through it, lost in the moment to lose the momentous. We're trapped in a present world and forget there's a new world that is coming. J.B. Phillips was the editor of the Phillips Translation of the New Testament. He's better known, though, for a little book that he wrote called Your God is Too Small. The book sold millions. Philip theorized that Religion tries to define God too narrowly. We limit the Holy One of Israel. We shackle His hands because the God of Scripture is far larger than the God in our minds. And I think that's a common malady for all of us today. We tend to limit God. We see the enemy as giants, and we see ourselves as grasshoppers. We get lost in the valleys and the conundrums of life, we grow disoriented by the trials and the troubles. It is said that human beings are like bees, bats, and buzzards. A bumblebee dropped into an open goblet will stay there until it dies. If a bat is laying on the ground, it can't fly. It must fall from a higher surface. And what about a buzzard? A buzzard can be put into a pen and it will never try to fly. But there is something about the children of faith that we look up. Abram left Ur of the Chaldees. He had no heir. He had no posterity. He had no one through whom to pass along the immense blessings of God. He couldn't see how it was going to happen, but God led him out into the night sky and said, Abraham, look now toward the heaven." And why don't you try something? Why don't you see if you can count the stars? Faith sees much more than our natural eyes. Do you know in years gone by, people thought they could actually count the stars and early star charts showed about a thousand stars. Later star charts showed about 2,000. Even later, something like 50 million. Each year, the estimated number of stars just continues to grow as we see farther into space. In the Milky Way galaxy in which our planet finds itself, there are an estimated 
400 billion stars. Take the number of 400 billion stars in our galaxy and multiply it by the known galaxy, and we arrive at 3,000 million billion stars. That's three followed by 16 zeros. But more galaxies are being found regularly, so stars have simply grown uncountable. And that seems to be the lesson God wanted Abraham to learn by attempting to count the stars. When you think you have heaven figured out, when you think you have found the extent of his power, his might, and his majesty, be prepared to go far beyond that. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. When things on earth overwhelm you, we need to look up and see the stars still shine. When your fondest hopes and dreams seem to dissipate into the darkness, keep looking up, keep holding on, keep believing, keep counting. There's one shining light, there's another, and still another. And soon they began to appear because the more you look for them, the stars seemed to come out at night and they began to shine. If you and I could figure it all out, then we wouldn't need God. We need the God whose ways are not our ways, whose thoughts are not our thoughts. Faith is holding to the unseen. It's rejecting the seen. It's believing for the best when our eyes are telling us the absolute worst. Hebrews 11 is the Hall of Faith chapter in the Bible is filled with men and women of faith. These are the heroes and the heroines in God's world, not the people who cling to their fear and anxiety, not those who always want to go back to yesterday land, but those who are looking in faith to tomorrow land. What has happened to us? Since when did we forget that without faith it's impossible to please God, that fear is the enemy of faith. When you say, I'm worried about this, and I'm worried about that, and I'm concerned about the direction of this, and I'm worried about that, what you're really saying is, it's been a mighty long time since I lifted my eyes in the night and tried counting the stars. You and I, we've all seen it. We've seen people who are surrounded by darkness, but they catch that glimpse of hope, and that's all they need, just a glimmer of hope to move forward into a brighter tomorrow. Our sun is a star in relation to earth. It's a constant. The earth spinning at slightly over 1,000 miles per hour must revolve eastward. And as it moves toward the light, it begins to see the light. And so when Abraham lifted his eyes of faith and began to try to count the stars, the Bible says God credited it it to him as righteousness. True holiness and righteousness will not be marked by fear or doubt or worry or criticism or skepticism, but marked by a willing faith, a faith to look up. Such faith will take you places. It was in another place we read that God permitted Abraham to see far beyond what was visible to see a city with foundations whose builder and maker was God. In yet another place, we read that Jesus said, Abraham saw my day and rejoice. 
So it just seems God allowed Abraham to see far more than the stars visible to the naked eye from any point on earth. God permitted him to see the cosmos in all of its vastness and splendor. God permitted this man of faith to look into the future and even to peer into eternity. When Abraham started counting stars before it was all done, his faith had led him to places far beyond anything he could ever imagine. But you may say, Pastor, it can't happen. Well, here's what I say. Why don't you just go ahead and start counting stars? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking to people of faith who need to step out into a dark situation and say, I will not stagger at the promises of God. You're no respecter of persons. You did it for Abraham. You will do it for me. I'm going to go count some stars. There are miracles that need to be had. There are souls that need to be won. There are communities that need to be reached. And I believe it will happen when we get the attitude, I'm going to go count the stars. I'm not going to focus on the darkness. I'm going to see enough starlight to let me know victory is near. There's a promise, child. There's an Isaac that'll soon be born. My answer is on its way. Why don't you quit focusing on your scars and start focusing on your stars? Because the stars are shining. Forget the wounds, forget the regrets, forget the disappointments. Focus on the victories, your anointings, and your gifts. The stars are shining right now. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at cangurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. The book on prayer is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at cangurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.